Hello. Is building quality Christian art possible, or will that require us to sacrifice sound theology? Let's discuss. Welcome to the Forge and Anvil podcast, where we hammer out uncomfortable conversations about culture and politics to sharpen ourselves for the race set before us. My name is Connor. I'm host of this podcast. Today, I wanted to discuss how Christians can engage in healthy culture building. This podcast often talks about politics, but I know that although politics are important, they are downstream from culture, as Andrew Breitbart has been contributed as saying. Uh, that being said, upstream from culture is faith and theology. So today I'm talking with someone who does a little bit of both theology and culture building, K-Dub True. K-Dub, say hello. What's going on, man? My pleasure being here. Awesome. Well, who are you and what do you do? Yeah, uh, like you said, uh, my name is K-Dub. Uh, Chris, if you prefer. Uh, I do. I mean, I got my hands in a little of everything. I, I do music. I do, uh, you know, debates, uh, um, theology. You know, I, I, I do my I have my hands in a multiple, multiple baskets, you know, just trying to address the culture and, you know, preach the gospel. And so I'm married uh, you know, have a job. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a busy man. <laughs> awesome. That's great. Well, I've got a lot that I'd like to discuss with you today, but we'll go ahead and start with K-Dub the artist. Yeah. So you've been creating and releasing music for a while now. So can you start by giving us some of your background as an artist? Yeah. So when I first started doing music, I, you know, I became a Christian, uh, about 2009 and really it was just out of young zeal. You know, I was uh, I saw people doing Christian rap and I was like, I want to do it, too. You know, uh, never rapped before in my life, really. Uh, <laughs> so I just wanted to do it. So that's really how I got got into it. Uh, I think the Lord has grown me in that craft over the years. And so, yeah, that was my introduction to Christian rap. Uh, started being influenced by by many reformed rappers like Shylin and Timothy Brindle and so many good uh reformed brothers in the faith that people don't even know about so that's that's just kind of how i got started doing rap awesome awesome and maybe give a little bit of uh, your discography yeah so i've done a couple of projects uh so uh, i so my first project that i that i released that i i, I won't mention some of the other ones because my theology wasn't as good <laughs> but uh first like project was called exposing lies revealing truth and then kind of going into a series where uh, it's called face of the deep i released uh project one and project two and i'm working on the third as well awesome awesome well some of your songs have been about topics that many people would consider to be taboo such as promoting pro-life messages so has this limited the reach of your music at all i don't think so uh funny enough with art it's 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 kind of weird sometimes it's like the more controversial you are the more known you can be not that mm -hmm. i try to make not that i try to make music just for controversy sake but obviously when you're addressing the culture and uh disagreeing with the culture it's going to be controversial um right the christian faith is controversial to the world's message so in that at some many times you know the christian doing art addressing the culture will be controversial. So I don't think it's limited my, uh, my, my audience. Funny enough, I think it's when I'm explicitly Christian, that's what limits my audience. 
right? If I mm -hmm. talk about uh, a song on the atonement of Christ, right? Like unbelievers don't really want to hear that, but they will, they'll at least check out somebody like from all intents and purposes for what they believe is a diss track to their view. You know what I mean? Like if I'm mm -hmm. addressing abortion, they might listen to that because they're like, oh, this guy's addressing the thing I believe in, you know? Mm -hmm. But as far as like a song on justification, most most unbelievers don't really care about how they're justified and made right before a holy God. Like that does a lot of that doesn't appeal to many unbelievers. And so, yeah, funny enough, when I do more of my Christian content, that's when it, um, especially like when I'm just in particular doctrine, that's that mm -hmm. seems to limit me, which I don't mind. I, I think that's helpful for the body. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you get more criticism from the faith-based side of the aisle then? Yeah. Sometimes, it's, you know, sometimes you can't please anybody, you know, uh, it, it comes with the territory and, you know, I'm not perfect. And then I hope to grow in the perfect balance of that, you know, and, 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 and navigating uh, topics to address and, and the audience and things like that. And so, I mean, I get it right. It, it comes with the territory um, that you're going to be critiqued whenever you do a song. So, you know, it is what mm -hmm. it is to some extent. Yeah. Hmm. Well, many people that I know have lamented past projects from Christian filmmakers or recording artists um, for having shallow or poorly done creative projects. So as someone who's done a lot of creative projects, how can Christians create better content without losing the messaging? Man, that's a great question. Um, well, first and foremost, I, I would, I would tell the Christian artists, whether that's film, music, uh, painting, drawing, whatever, whatever art it is, First and foremost, our our art should glorify God. So we don't we don't have a license to do uh, art that's not glorifying God. Uh, whether that's in like the the quality of it or the content of it, you know, one of the things I've seen is people will compromise their uh, belief system, com compromise and contradict Scripture to appeal to the world. Uh, I would say that we we absolutely don't have that option. And so first and foremost, man, some of my favorite artists are those who have stuck and not compromised on scripture, even if they're not popular in the world. And mm -hmm. I would say put those artists content quality against some of the best secular artists. They're way better as far as mm -hmm. their lyricism, their singing ability. Uh, you know, I, I, I honestly think the Christian has more content than the world. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. we, we can address everything. Everything is ours, right? Yeah. And so the Christian is not limited in what he can talk about, but he is limited in the, in the, in the, as far as the angle he can go, right? right. I, I don't mm -hmm. think it's... So for one example, I don't think the Christian has liberty to, to curse in their music. And mm -hmm. so uh, that will limit you, but you can talk about cursing in songs, funny enough. And so, man, I, I, there's so much the Christian can do with art, like, God is creative and we may have made in his image can reflect that creativity in our art, man. I, I love being able to do music. And sometimes people will be like, man, how do you, how do you think to, to do that? You know? And sometimes there are things like people never even catch that. I do that. It's kind of like my own little secret in my song, you know, that I'm, mm -hmm. I'm just waiting for somebody to like, tell me they caught that, you know, be like, yeah, yeah you caught that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's awesome so it sounds like not compromising has in a strange way given you more freedom to actually 
maybe be a little bit more complex with your uh, lyrical content as well as um, maybe having a more um, unique authenticity to your artistry. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people, for, even to a strange extent, I think even unbelievers like a person who doesn't compromise, right? They stick to mm. their values. Yeah. And if Christian who says, look, this is who I am, take it or leave it. I think that's why a lot of like cultural guys who aren't Christian that are rising up because a lot of people are liking them, like, like thinking like Jordan Peterson, Andrew Tate, mm. a lot of people are liking them because they're not willing to compromise their, their core values. And yeah. I think there's something we can learn from that as Christians, obviously, right. Interpret that through a Christian lens. Um, like, Hey, we don't compromise in when the culture is, you know? And so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a good point. I think I would agree with you. That tends to be why some of these other names rise to such recognition. Um, Absolutely. You know, and a lot of them are are exploring Christianity, but aren't quite there. Meanwhile, you have yeah. these other pastors and um, YouTubers, Christian influencers, whatever you want to, you know, um, whatever category you want to put yourself in. Yeah. That are actually um, maybe having less reach because they are so on yeah i come across to individuals and maybe they're a little bit more seeker sensitive as we would say yeah hmm. there, there, there's something about a strong man that's 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 liked uh by majority of people right not all right you, you you know you always have your feministic uh culture that's popular but there's something about a man who's, who says this is who i am and I'm, I'm not ashamed of it you can mock me and these are these are the core values i'll stick by behind you know, there's something to like about that, you know, um, you know, even though they're not Christian, you, you, they, you, you find yourself gravitating to some of these men who are like, man, I, I, I don't agree with everything you say. But, you know, I think to some extent, that's why now take this with a grain of salt. But I think that's why Kanye is being liked, because he's mm. he he's 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 being unashamed in his message. And yeah. even though even when he's wrong, he's he's not willing to back down. You know, yeah, uh, and, and and to some extent that's good, right? To you know, to some extent, we you have to be careful. But I, I think right. to I think I think that can be I think that could be like like even I found myself even when I disagreeing with him, I'm like, man, he's passionate about what he believes in. You know, right? He's he's he 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 he's he's dogmatic, right? He's pushing back against the majority, Hollywood, right? He's calling right. out their evil, and it's like, we're, we're, you know, I found myself asking like, man, where are the Christian pastors like? Where are we at? You know, and obviously, mm -hmm. obviously, right. We have been doing that, but I'm speaking about the majority, right? Like, right. you got right. You got popular pastors saying like, God whispers on sexual sin. And it's like, man, you, you come on, you know, like call it out, you know? And so, sorry, that was a long winded answer, but it's a yeah. point I, I thought about a quite a, quite a while now. Yeah. And just to clarify, you're saying that you believe the, the willingness to not compromise despite the majority being against you and some yeah. case, sometimes they might be against you for legitimate reasons like right. you know um there are many examples of individuals like kanye or um you know people that are considered you know controversial and i use quotes because some are controversial for stupid reasons others yeah. maybe for more valid reasons right. um but uh, individuals who are considered controversial um, oftentimes we'll have the crowd against them for legitimate reasons, but there's still something to be admired about their resolve to still push against sometimes to their own detriment. 
That's right. You know, I, I can still respect a person who I'm like, man, I I think you, I believe you're wrong. As a matter of fact, I know you're wrong, but mm-hmm. I, I do appreciate your willingness to 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 buck up against the grain. And like like I said, even even in that core core of, of that, I'm like, I appreciate a person who's not willing to go against their values and compromise their morals and things like that. Yeah. Well, speaking of compromising morals, recently we've seen Disney lose on projects for what seems to be the first time in years. <laughs> so their new project, Strange World, is set to lose around $100 million when all is said and done after it tanked in the box office. Mm. On the flip side, we have seen a Christian project, The Chosen. Um, it was recently in theaters for their season three premiere, and they actually placed second behind Black Panther 2 for weekend sales. So it seems that there's clearly an audience for well-made Christian content. So why do you think this is? You know, when when you sent me that question, I, I, I've been pondering pondering this idea. And I think it shows in the West, in America, there's still a large religiosity in, mm. in, the, in, in our nation, right? We have not gone fully secular, which amen, praise God, right? Um, yeah. not, every, not every culture can say that. And so there, there are still non-believers who are not willing to capitulate and say things like transgender being pushed in, in all of the films is okay. Right. They're still like, they're like, I'm not a Christian, but I I just don't want to be indoctrinated by transgender stuff. Right. I don't want to be indoctrinated with feminism in every movie where the superhero is the woman. Right. I don't want to be indoctrinated with all this stuff. And so, you know, majority of people even if they're not christian they have some still religiosity you know where you, you probably experience this where they'll still go to church on uh christmas christmas and easter right they all right. they want nothing to do with god but they'll be there then you know and so it doesn't surprise me that they'll watch these films that are still teaching this uh this this religious uh faith-based uh principles because uh, i've even heard people who are non-religious so to speak and they're, you know they're not christian they're like, well, I'll raise my kid Christian. You know, I'll raise my kid with these these morals and values. And it's yeah. like just strange, you know, but I think it really just shows the religiosity still of our culture. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, Dennis Prager says, um, I believe he refers to it as cut flower ethics, mm. um, you know, meaning it's like it's like we took the flower and we we cut it and, uh, you know, we're still referencing it and kind of sometimes pretending it's our own ethics mm. that we just came about through you know um uh, evolution or you know whatever means of public discord but in reality it's actually borrowed ethics from maybe um some of our christian foundings that are uh, that our culture has that mm. are still withering but they are still present That's and we right. still see some of that when you know these uh when these viewers say you know i i don't want to necessarily go to an explicitly christian film but at the same time i know that i might not be christian but i'm not that either right Um, right you know when they see such heavy lgbtq representation or you know what whatever the case may be oftentimes trying to fit a a a square peg into a circle hole so Mm um no i definitely would if you're taking that um, now I'm going to use the chosen to segue into another topic that you make loads of content in, which is theology. Mm-hmm. So the chosen has been under fire lately for a specific comment that Jesus makes in the season three trailer where he says, I am the law of Moses. So did you see any of that controversy? And if so, what was your take on that? 
So I I saw it, but I didn't really delve into it. Uh, so I'm not as informed on whether it's from the Book of Mormon and or not. But I, I have criticized the uh, director before. Uh, this is even outside of that quote with calling Mormons his brothers, right? And it seems to indicate he believes Mormons are his brothers in the faith. And mm -hmm. so if if I'm trying to be fair, I, it seems that there's Mormon influence even in the film or at, mm -hmm. at the best, there's there's Mormon that he's willing to affirm Mormonism, which is very problematic if you've if anyone has ever studied Mormon doctrine. I mean, their polytheism, their works-based salvation. I mean, their 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 view of you know the afterlife is, is very problematic. And so I had a big problem with that. And so I I I didn't make a big deal about this. You know, I was uninformed. I was uh didn't look into it as much, but the but him calling Mormons his brothers, that was that was way more problematic to me, you know. Mm -hmm. And so so, yeah. Yeah. And that brings me to something that I kind of wanted to pick your brain about. And, um, you know, if we hang here for a bit, that's totally fine. Cause I think this is definitely a discussion worth having. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, personally, my wife and I have been enjoying watching the chosen. Uh, we've even done, we've even done, you know, viewings with our Bibles out where we're actually cross-referencing scripture and checking to kind of see whether or not, um, you know, what's being portrayed is biblical. And it's actually led us to examine the gospels in, new ways that we hadn't yet done. So that's been, mm -hmm. um, overall constructive. Mm -hmm. Um, now that said, I'm not a theology expert. I have done some theology courses, but I, I would not say that I am by any means, um, you know, a, a theologian in my trade. Um, but I've been shocked at times to see just how much controversy has been surrounding, um, projects like the chosen, uh, among maybe more scholarly uh, focused believers. Um, so I believe theology is incredibly important, of course, and everyone should know what they believe. However, it's given me the impression that the church at large is sometimes super nitpicky. Um, now, I don't want to be blindsided, though. So tell me, am I missing something here? Well, so like I said, the issue with the chosen for me um, is what I just addressed earlier. Um, but so I've never watched the film. So so with me, it's like I, if if I'm ignorant of something, I'm trying not to be a like. Uh, there's there's not much I can say as far as the show. Yeah. So as far as the show goes, I'm sure it follows the storyline of Jesus and the disciples. Although I have been hearing that in season three, they'll kind of be more loose in their mm -hmm. creativity, which I'm not a big fan of. Um, I think there's a danger of trying to uh, be creative in that sense with what happened. Right. Um, and so and and also just this is my my conscience uh, that I'm not a big fan of uh, films that uh, portray the image of Christ. I think there can be healthy reasons why that just practically uh, as well as uh, many people believe in it's a second command violation. But even outside of that, I think there can be uh, practical reasons why. And one of the reasons I that I that I was led on to is, you know, when you pray or you give thanks, you think of this image of the chosen who's Jesus in your mind. And so now I don't think that's healthy, but mm -hmm. to your, to the larger point of your question, uh, yeah, believers can be nitpicky on, on things that aren't nitpicky. I mean, I mean, just watching the show, someone will say, Hey, you got that sign. You could have given that money to the poor. You got all those books. You could, you know, it's like someone will always find something. And so 
for me, if if I cannot come with biblical, and I think this could be help, helpful as, as well as we navigate through what should we address. If if it's not a clear violation of scripture, I try to be silent. You know, mm-hmm. um, there are some things that like I when I when I do address, uh, you know, particular sermons, I'm like, man, that doesn't sit well with me. But it seems to be more of my preference. So I'm like, I, I'm not going to address mm-hmm. that because I don't want to seem nitpicky like and the stuff that I, do, I don't want to seem nitpicky because I'm already picking apart. Right. Things I disagree with. And mm-hmm. so I sometimes if you if you focus on even the little part, people will be like, see, I told you he was picky, you know, I, and, and, and it actually can ruin maybe some of the larger points you have. So I, I try to stick on that, like get to the actually address the the stuff that's clearly contradicting scripture. Um, I, maybe maybe that's a helpful focus. Um, we we all have areas where we can nitpick each other and, and we can grow in. Right. Um, and I think that's an area maybe we could show more grace in maybe minor, minor disagreements like, Hey man, uh, maybe their style or preference, maybe that's something, I don't know. You can message them about, but have you ever thought of this, you know? And so, so yeah. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of Christian YouTubers or influencers, um, you know, calling out different, different Christian YouTubers or preachers or teachers. And um, oftentimes they're going after what they label to be false teaching. So um you've you've partially answered this question but do you think that this is creating more disunity among believers man that's that's a good question so there's a passage y- yes and no so i so it i guess it all depends right so um in one sense it's a good thing when there's disunity and 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 i when i say that people are like what do you, what do you mean that's that's strange how can it be good when there's disunity well the bible actually tells us I believe in Second uh, Corinthians ten. Uh, don't quote me on that, but it says that there must be factions among you, right? There, there must be divisions uh, in order to to see essentially who is genuine, who is the real, who is the truth, right? And so, when it comes to absolutely like major doctrinal divisions, in one sense, Amen, that is good. Someone's denying the Trinity, we have to divide, right? Someone denying the deity of Christ, we must divide. Um, on the other hand, you know, I, I don't know if it's a good idea to divide on every issue. And what I mean by that is not that we can't d- disagree or have conversations, right? I'm a Baptist. I've had discussions with Presbyterians. I've done videos about why I'm a Baptist. That's all fine and dandy. But there's a different spirit that I come about it when dealing with my brother, the Presbyterian, as someone who's denying the deity of Christ, right? I, I'm not sending the atomic bombs on the Presbyterian for disagreeing with my mode of baptism or, or a mm-hmm. uh, function of how, you know, ecclesiology. Um, and, and so I think that could be a helpful principle. I, I mean, maybe it's easy for me to say, cause I, I, I try to like stay e- even level headed, even when I'm dealing with the false teacher. So, uh, some people say, well, I, 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 a comment I get often is like, man, you're just so patient. And but that's something mm-hmm. I strive to do as well. It's not it's not an area I've per- perfected. I've I've lost my cool at times. And so um, I don't make my my main focus secondary issues. Um, I try to I try to stick on the big things. That's my like my principle, man. We can we can disagree on eschatology. We can have heated debates, but I'm going to mm-hmm. shake your hand as a brother in Christ afterwards, whereas the, the person who uh, denies an essential doctrine, um, 
I'm going to tell them they're pent and trust in Christ, you know? Hmm. And so I, m- maybe that'll be helpful. Maybe it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what would you say to individuals who maybe are fixated on secondary thing or in, even beyond secondary issues that are just nitpicky about every last little thing? Cause I, I will say I've recently seen some YouTubers that I swear have their YouTube channel only, only to nitpick and to cause controversy. And, right. um, you know, that, that it's a struggle for me as someone who has a YouTube channel as well, because first of all, I'm not a super confrontational person, although I try to, um, exercise that muscle because sometimes I think it's necessary. Um, but in general, um, I really struggle when I see, um, you know, a fellow believer, you know, they they say they're a believer. I don't always know everyone's, um, you know, uh, doctrine personally, obviously. Right. Um, right. But when I see someone that's just going after every popular Christian teacher just for what seems like you know, views and clicks. Right. Um, what would you be your advice to that individual? Um, you know, and get as practical as you want. Yeah, I, w- I would tell them be careful. Uh, not because they can't, or not because they're not allowed to disagree with them. But like you said, if if it's, if it's just someone being nitpicky, be careful because I've I've experienced this. The same measure you use to to go after a big name, John MacArthur, right? John Piper, uh, who, who who whoever. Right. And if you're just being nitpicky, someone will turn around and use that against you. Mm-hmm. These you these YouTube streets are, you know, sometimes a little brutal and people will find the smallest things. But if you're constantly setting a, a uh, I guess, spirit of nitpickiness, then guess what? So when someone does it to you, it's even game. And one thing I've tried to emulate and I tell my followers is uh, like, look, hey, I, I'm, I'm not above reproach. Anybody can address me at any point in time. Like if you if you mm. see that I'm man, I, man, Kato, I just thought you were a little, you know, a little haughty, a little prideful. Hey, you can you can email me. Um, mm. So I, I I think it's I think it's two things: uh, maintaining that level of humility, and two, uh, not acting like you're you're the guy, right? Like you're you're not the guy. I tell people all the time: Hey, think about it. Don't take my word for it, right? And I think sometimes on YouTube, you can set yourself up up as the guy. Like, hey, as, as if there's no one else, if it wasn't for your ministry, then I, I don't know what we'd be doing, right? I do not set myself up as that. Like, hey, I, I tell people all the time, there's multiple guys. I'll tell you by name. Just subscribe to them because they're also doing good content. Yeah. Um, I never want to appear as if it's me or the kingdom's done, <laughs> you know? Right. Uh you know, so so I think that maybe those things are, will be helpful uh, because now you have other people to that that they'll have to listen to that said, well, hold on, Kato said the the complete opposite. Now they have to actually think about some of these things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that could be helpful. Yeah. So you you've actually engaged in some online debates on theology. So. In your mind, what kind of principles do you live by, or maybe another way of wording this, um, what threshold does someone have to cross in order for you to deem it worth addressing to the point of, um, you know, publicly um, calling out an individual and even debating? Yeah, uh, great question. So, so for me, it's it's a couple of issues specifically, um, and this is in no specific order of importance. But you deny the gospel. I will, I will, I want to defend that, right? You add anything, 
take away anything from the gospel, I think that's something worth defending and dialoguing about. Uh, same goes with uh, the nature of God, right? You, you take away from Christ's deity, you take away from his humanity even. Uh, you deny the Trinity, uh, the equality of each person. I think that's worth debating. Um, also, or lastly, uh, sin. If you uh, really compromise on what sin is, uh, try to say something is not a sin when the scripture clearly says it's sin, I think that's uh, an issue worth uh, debating. I had a dialogue with a, use this in air quotes, a homosexual Christian who tried to say there's nothing essentially wrong with uh, being gay. Uh, I, I think that's totally antithetical to the, the biblical message. Uh, the Bible says it is a sin. And so, you know, if we, if we cannot call sin, sin, I mean, I, I think that does have gospel related issues. Um, and so it, it makes, makes very little sense of, of passages like Romans one, first Corinthians six, uh, Ephesians five, uh, numerous passages, specifically homosexuality, but any sin, I mean, if there was a adultery movement going around, I'd be, I'd be opposed to that message. If there's a lying lying Christian moving going around, I'd be opposing that message as well. So it's not just, you know, homosexuality. That's, that's the, the be all end all. But I mean, any sin that is being, uh, you know, compromised on and saying isn't a sin, I, I'm willing to defend what scripture says against that. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe to move on then to kind of uh, talk through some personal advice that you can give um, individuals how can Christians use their platforms like YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and so on uh, to promote unity in the church without compromising those salvational beliefs? Yeah, that's good. Uh, kind of one, one thing I alluded to was uh, showing people you agree with, showing people that are doing good work as well. Uh, there's numerous YouTubers that I think of, Rick Caldwell, Dear World Christian, uh, Rachel Chat, uh, yeah, Rachel, uh, or sorry, uh, April Chapman. Uh, standard true podcast, N numerous people I can list that I, I, I tell people, or if I see someone, you know, I'm doing a live video, I'm like, Hey, go subscribe to this person. They're, they're doing great content as well. That shows unity. That shows like, yeah. it's not, it's, it's not me just trying to be me. Uh, and, and, and I, and the thing is, I genuinely believe that I, I genuinely believe these, it's easy to recommend someone when you genuinely believe that they're doing good work, you know, yeah. they're doing important work. It's like, Hey man, this person addressed stuff. I mean, because one YouTuber can't do it all. I mean, even if right. this was your full-time job, you cannot address every subject. You are no expert on every subject. There are people that do stuff you don't do that you benefit from and other people need it. And it's good to recommend them. Um, it's, 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 I would, I would argue in some sense it's necessary. Um, you know, there are, there are a lot of people who listen to me, who listen, you know, people cross YouTube, you know, they don't do any content themselves, but they like listening to a lot of different and variety voices. And so I've always said, man, there's sometimes because people be like, man, we do the same content. Would it be helpful to jump on YouTube? I'm like, yeah, do, do, do it. Because hmm. you address people. There's sometimes I've, I've had someone say this to me that blew my mind. They were like, man, I heard James White say everything you're saying. And then one day it clicked when you said it. And I was like, hmm. wait, because me, I was like, <laughs> you know, it's, in some sense it's like wow like it's it's a right a great like um 
it's it's a humbling statement in some sense but the point i'm making is that um people can hear stuff a thousand ways and then when someone they barely know who has very little influence from from their perspective my perspective it might click and so i'm i'm all for christian unity unity if we're right agreeing on those doctrines right and so i i think it is helpful yeah so in this scenario maybe we want both quality and quantity so. yes yeah that's right yeah it was hey is you you never know where the algorithms might lead people i've i've had people who've come across my channel i mean they lived in france they had no business even watching my content and here they are watching my stuff and saying they're subscribed and they're benefiting from it in, in some sense it's like wow man it's it's it, it can humble humble you when someone leaves a a long comment saying like they're like in tears saying this video was so helpful for them it's it's amazing you know in some sense hmm. yeah that's awesome what a what a cool thing to see god moving through absolutely absolutely awesome well in addition to content creating and popular media what other ways can Christians be building culture rooted in sound doctrine and biblical righteousness? Mm. Man, it, it starts in the home. It's, it's real simple. You know, uh, it's in the mundane things. You know, sometimes I think we've kind of warped ourselves into um, Roman Catholic teachings. And it's that unless you're doing ministry, you're not really doing uh, important work. Right. And by ministry, right, like missionary or pastoral, like I think we've kind of got subliminally in a lot of our mind. If we're not doing those things, then we're not really like doing the Christian work. But, man, the Christian yeah. work is is the person washing the dishes unto the glory of God. Right. It's the person working hard at, at their job, you know, being faithful uh, for years with no notoriety. Um, it's the person raising their Christians in a godly home. Um, you, you know, the, the Christian life from, for many of us is mundane. And, and what I mean by that is it's not the, oh, 10,000 people got saved when I was open air preaching. It was like, that might not happen for most of us. You know what I mean? Uh, it's right. never happened. It's never happened to me. I've, I've never experienced that, but, but I've seen God move in the simple, simplest things, just going to church, you know, like the, the things we consider mundane. I, I think God is working in those in areas we just don't see. And so I would encourage anyone listening, watching this, be faithful where God has called you. Um, you. You just don't know what God is doing, even in the little. I mean, I, I heard growing up like, man, it's in, it's in those little things that grow up. Something grows out of that as well. Like, right. Like you just been faithful to preaching to your your son, your daughter, next thing you know, they become a, a Christian, become the big evangelist. You know, you, you don't know what God will do just out of your small act of faithfulness, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And we, we've got a bit of time left here. So I wanted to kind of give the last, uh, last little while to you to address any other major concerns within the culture that you think um, should be uh, brought more attention to. Yeah, I, I've been thinking about this because I, I listen to I listen to a lot of stuff. And one of the things that's been frustrating me is a lot of uh, these uh, popular pastors who who they go in the pulpit and they're just entertainment. Right. They're just they're just there to entertain. But, you know, I read scriptures where it talks about we to preach the full counsel of God. Right. We're, we're not to shrink back. 
and right, you go to a church and I'm, I'm thinking a particular pastor. I don't know if I can say his name, but uh, his name is uh, Mike Todd, uh, mm-hmm. right? Where you're just getting games and and jokes. And, 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 and that's not to say you can't be humorous, right? You can't tell a joke. I'm not trying to be legalistic, but right. you spend an hour, hour and a half sermon just doing the skit. It's like, you know, people need the word of God. And, and, and that brings me mm. to, to, to what ultimately my bigger, bigger, my, or what concern it leads me to is people do just, people just don't know the word of God today. You know, mm. you go to, you go to your average Christian, you ask them about what I would argue simple doctrine and many people can struggle and that's because they're in churches. They've been growing up in churches that don't feed them. They don't have a shepherd to feed the sheep. And, you know, and the reason why this is so close to me, we had a gentleman walk in our church last week and, you know, he said he was unconverted. He said he was unconverted, man. So share the gospel with this dude and hopes the Lord will save him. And he came back this week and he was like, man, you guys just do church different, man. It's like, and it, what he what he was trying to articulate is y'all actually like preach y'all 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 t- y'all talk about the Bible. It's like yeah, like in depthly. It's not just surface level. Uh, you know, God has a good plan for your week, and He just wants you to be more moral. All right, it's 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 we got to go deeper than that, right? We got to explain the difficult passages, like you know, that that is just my pet peeve. It's like man, when Christians don't know the Bible, and and, and obviously yeah. none of us know it perfectly, right? But right. we should have a general working on on some some you know some of these some of these passages like get out of John three sixteen a little bit go read a, <laughs> right. go read Ezekiel for a little bit right get out of your favorite little devotional and start reading all of Scripture right right you know and sorry that that is my that's my pet peeve it's like because it's actually when I read Ezekiel that gives light to John three and now it's actually more deeper richer fuller. And right. so, man, just the the organic whole unity of Bi- the Bible is is so good, and 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 this helps me in areas like apologetics. This helps me with addressing the culture. But if mm-hmm. you actually don't know your Bible, you're not useful to address the culture. You're not useful right. in apologetics. You, you you're you're very you can't be used much because you don't you know little, and. That should not be our desire. We should want to be used up by God, but we have to do the hard work and study God's word. Um, yeah, it takes time, but hey, we gotta we gotta dig for those diamonds, you know. We gotta we gotta dig deep. And so yeah. you wanna be you wanna be used by God to address the cultural to when the cultural's uh plummeting down to the pits of hell, study your Bible. Hmm. You want to you wanna you wanna be able to address the atheist who's attacking ravaging the christian faith study your bible it, it everything goes back to the, our bible you know but many of us have disregarded the bible right and so stand on god's word yeah amen and that's i think the charge to all of our our creative culture builders out there absolutely you know, as we've already discussed in this conversation which um i think wraps this up with a nice bow on top is you can actually um, get better art by not compromising in your theology and in your doctrine. Um, And as you tap creator, he's going to show you how to create. That's right. Because he is the creator after all. That's right. So 
yeah, get to know, get to know him, get to know his word. And mm. I think your art is only going to improve Amen. as a result of it. Well, that's pretty much about all the time that we have. So K-Dub, where can people find you and keep up with everything that you're doing? Yeah, they can find me on YouTube at K-Dub True, uh, Twitter under the same underscore. I'm on Facebook, All Things Theology. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm mainly on those areas and hopefully they will come check me out, connect and hopefully be uh, mutually encouraged by 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 our, our labor and the faith. Awesome. And you got new music coming out too, don't you? I got new music dropping soon, so they can stay tuned as that as well. They can search me on uh, Spotify, uh, Apple, streaming platforms, K-Dub. Uh, check, out, check out work I've already dropped and stay tuned to what's coming. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, K-Dub. Really appreciate you coming by. And for everyone listening, if you want to support the show, feel free to go to forgeandanvil.locals.com. Thanks so much for listening.